Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin as we take on I Stand Corrected off of Vampire Weekend's first album, Vampire Weekend. Simple song. You don't find much of those in the catalog. Yeah, it's um, it's one of the few, you're right, but I think they're more common early on because we talked about Bryn earlier and Bryn is a pretty simple song in the same vein and this is just kind of a less lighthearted simple song you know yeah I would agree I would agree and both of them seem to be talking about the same relationship I would say probably yeah and Bryn is earlier on in the album right it's like the third or fourth song uh Bryn is the seventh song I stand well, corrected as the ninth song Okay, so kind of a quick turnaround for this uh, this relationship. Yeah, with with a nice uh, song in between talking about um, a war veteran who has all yeah, his arms taken off. I, w- I wanted to mention that because this song on any other album would probably be, it feels like the last song on the album. You know what I mean? But True. I think as we talk about, we have yet to talk about The Kids Don't Stand a Chance, but we have talked about Walcott and walcott feels like it has a certain finality to it and i think when you combine that with i stand corrected and the kids don't stand a chance it feels like this final movement of the album and i would say the the album less so than maybe modern vampires or father the bride those those albums to me feel like there are specific movements this is less so but i do feel like the track listing was intentional with those three songs being at the end yeah, I would I would tend to agree. I I've always thought that the first album was probably the easiest to listen through. Not that it's my favorite album, but it's just like one, it's only 34 minutes. But also, like you said, it's kind of all the same type of vibe. Um, and even the last three that do fit this kind of ending vibe, um, they still follow a similar laid back kind of africana pop surf type vibe yeah this is um this was definitely more in that baroque style um yes. and i know i i sent you a a video earlier of the band performing this live on what i believe was a french television show and you know it was just the four guys they didn't have anybody backing them and it was pretty raw because it was literally just rostam pounding out those 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 chords on the synth uh, for like a backing and then it was just CT and Bayo just going and that was it and when you when you take the take the strings out of it that's all that's there so it's it feels very Beatlesy with the strings but without it it's this it's this stark stark song yeah definitely um yeah Ezra had a guitar in the video that he just doesn't play didn't, so. just didn't use yeah um, purely aesthetic what a shame <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, diving in. You've been checking on my facts, and I admit I have been lax in double screening what I say. It wasn't funny anyway. Is this some uh, PC policing that we see here? Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> many people are saying, yeah, the, the, the culture war was being fought in Columbia <laughs> University in 2007. Um, yeah, I, um, I think this is... Um, probably not what they were going for no. but um <laughs> no. it's it's weird the the initial 
yeah, you need to read the whole song to think I get a sense what's going on here, but just these first four lines, it really could mean anything, you know, and I think it's, it's open to a little bit more interpretation here. I, I read it as in a relationship, you make a joke at a, at a group dinner or something at a party. And then once you get in the car, you're told you messed up. <laughs> you, you said the wrong thing there. And... There's a certain curb episode that uses a certain word that I'm not going to repeat on this podcast, but if you know <laughs> yes, what I'm talking I know, about, I know which what, episode. I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's a good point of it. Um, and it's weird because you've been checking on my facts. I mean, even the most charitable read of you've been checking on my facts is like, why are you on my case? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then for the next sentence to be, I admit I have been lax. This guy's, is he whipped? I mean, is he a controlling relationship? It feels like that was my initial read of it. It's like, is this guy like in a bad spot? Like he can't impress uh, the other person in the relationship. Yeah, I, I did see someone uh, read this as a relationship where one person's always in the wrong and the other person's not. Um, they even said, no, in verse two, it says, no one cares when you are wrong, but I've been at this far too long. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Cause I mean, it's, it's almost like the sort of thing where, you know, you see, if you see a couple, I mean, this is, this has been in film and television theater and even in your own lives, you see these things where you have a couple and from a third person view, it's very clear that it's like not working or one, there's just a weird power dynamic and you're like, what the hell's going on? But if you're in that situation, you view it differently. And so you're right in that second verse, no one cares when you are wrong, but I've been at this far too long. Despite the fact that the rest of the world views this as this weird dynamic, you're still putting blame on yourself. That makes me think it's kind of this like power struggle, like someone's on, someone's in charge here, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it reminded me uh, the no one cares when you are wrong reminded me of a lyric from a Passion Pit song. It's not my fault. I'm happy where it's, <laughs> a, um, it says it's not right. It's not right. How am I the only one who sees us fight? What are we? Who are they? Who says those bastards don't deserve the pay? Well, I, I don't know how that relates, but how am I the only one who sees us fight is kind of a line that came to mind when it's no one cares when you're wrong. So it, it's kind of, uh, like you said, viewing the relationship from the outside gives you a different perspective, whether that's better or uh, less informed. Because ultimately, like, you might just want to keep things rolling, even if it's even if it's tough. And somebody else's read of it, there was very little discussion of this online, but someone made the point um, that sometimes when you're in a relationship, someone's got to take the blame, at least in little things, to kind of diffuse situations. Mm -hmm. And there's a certain humility to that. There's a certain, I mean, as long as you're not straight up gaslighting somebody, I mean, it can actually be a helpful thing to do. But when taken to the extreme, it can create significant tension. Folks, email the pod um, for some relationship advice. Uh, we're, I was going to say, all day. yeah, Nico and I are the love doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, it's, it's a tough job, but I mean, that's what we're here for. 
Um, we can actually get into the second verse. Um, yeah, no one, no one cares when you are wrong, but I've been at this far too long to act like that when we should be in perfect harmony. This almost makes me think that our narrator is viewing this thing as like, we could totally be perfect. Like there's no reason not to be um, with that in perfect harmony line. Um, so I don't know if our, our narrator here is disillusioned or what the deal is. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the narrator's disillusioned and that a lot of times we can personally think, oh, have this ideal situation that we think in our heads is possible. But when you tell it to a friend, they're like, that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to happen like that. So I, I think the narrator's disillusioned in that. It's always nice to have a friend as a, as a true third party who can just call you out on your BS. Yeah. Or tell you when you're messing up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice thing. Yeah, or even therapy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, and then, of course, the, the, the chorus is, I stand corrected. But the second time where it's, I, oh, I stand corrected. <laughs> Big difference there. It was weird because, I mean, it's, it's a pretty clean delivery in the studio version, but on that live cut, it was like, Ezra was belting it out. Yeah. And he, he broke up a couple of times and he was going through it. Yeah, he seemed to be really struggling. Like, like not in a bad sense, but like in a lot of effort had to be put in. Yes, a lot of effort, a lot of emotion in that. Yeah. Oh, I, I also forgot to mention in verse one, you think Lax was chosen specifically uh, as the Northeastern preppy boys in reference to lacrosse. Oh, you think that's he's a on the lacrosse one. team? It I actually admit a, I have been lax. Have you? I've, have I've you, been a laxborough. Have you ever played lacrosse? No, but I had a lot of friends in I, high school who played. It's 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 actually amazing how regional lacrosse is. Like it's northeast, yeah. and then like the University of Denver has a, a lot lacrosse program. But other than that, it's like we did not have lacrosse back in Wisconsin. Yeah, I remember it was always a struggle for uh, my friends in the south to find mm -hmm. like, lacrosse stuff. All right, here's here's another question. Is San Antonio the South? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. But, Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is a question I've been asked a lot. So I believe Texas is part of the South, but it's also its own thing. Yeah, because I mean, I I just have a hard time. You're right. I think, it, I think it is its own thing, kind of the sense like West Virginia's its own thing. Because, I mean, I do not feel comfortable saying that Lubbock or El Paso are in the South. You know yeah, what I mean? I would, I would so I think, I think you, just, you, you have to break down state lines at some point. But, yeah, if you think San Antonio is in the South, then I'll, I, will, I will answer that. Yeah, I, I, will, I, I, I think a lot of times we're lumped into the Southwest with, like, Arizona and Nevada. But culturally, it's, like, in between. It's its, its own thing, culturally. Yeah, that's, that's a lot, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Exactly, Texas that's a great way to put it. The South, but the South isn't Texas. Yes, South is the Texas is in the South, but not necessarily of the South. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good talk, everybody. That was your. Uh, that was hey, your. Uh, hey, we're below the Mason-Dixie line, so. Mason, yeah, the Mason, yeah, that's, that's true. But I mean, so is Los Angeles. Thing. <laughs> i feel like yeah okay maybe 
because we're west of the Mississippi River too, and that's kind of the cutoff usually. But like East Texas, I would say is very clearly the South. You know, yeah. like not like Houston, like that's that's the South. True. In some okay. sense. All right, that was our that was our um, geography talk for the How day. Good I job, everybody. Cultural, <laughs> cultural talk. How did oh lacrosse? Oh lacrosse, yeah. <laughs> um, because which itself was a deviation from what we were talking about. Yes. And now, okay. <laughs> so the knows. answer, I guess, the answer to the original question is, I'd like it to be. I'd like it to be about lacrosse. <laughs> you think Ezra was a lax bro? Did school? any of these guys play sports? I wonder. I would be kind of shocked. I I do know Ezra ran for school president when he was like in eighth grade or something. Okay. Because he used the um the Rage Against the Machine album cover where it's that boy with the superhero. Oh, that's right. He talked about that. It kind of looks like him, so they just like put his face over it. And that ah. was like his presidential campaign post. That's pretty cool. So he was a socialist back then too, is what it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For those in the audience who don't know, uh, Rage Against the Machine, pretty pretty socialist. I mean, uh, I would say sometimes even further left than socialist, depending yeah. on who you're talking to. Um. <laughs> I I just always love the the ref- there there was like a Twitter interaction with. Um, the I think it was the lead singer of Rage Against the Machine. Zach? Yeah. Or maybe it was another member. It was one of the members where someone essentially told him, like, stick to music, not politics. Oh, that was and Tom Morello. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I have a PhD in political science. That's right. Yeah, he went to um I think he went to Harvard actually. Yeah, he went to Harvard. Yeah, he's he's a stud. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta flex on them. <laughs> uh well that was a great little deviation there we were talking before the show like how is this gonna stretch how are eight, we minute, gonna get... eight minute i stand corrected <laughs> um okay lord Back knows, into... lord I, knows say... I haven't tried i'll take my stand one last time forget the protocol i'll take your hand right in mine so yeah is this it's... like go ahead it's, it seems like a deviation where he's like riling himself up, like, I'm going to stand up for myself. I, maybe I incorrect this in this case. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't have to stand corrected. Maybe I don't have to take the blame in this relationship for once. Because um, Lord knows I haven't tried to take his stand, right? Um, but then the second half kind of seems to be like a mellowing out like forget the protocol we don't no one needs blame here i'll take your hand right in mine i like that read of it i'm just trying to think about what is meant by protocol you know what i mean like i i read it as someone has to take the blame oh i see i see and and he's just saying okay i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna do this all right i like that i think it's probably obviously fits the theme and i think i think that's probably a good read of it it is a really nice bridge oh it's wonderful from and the track and musically just a beautiful beautiful song mm-hmm. um and it fits in well with the bridge yeah i 
the the only thing I associate with this song is one time in a chem lab, I corrected one of my lab mates on something, and he said, "I stand corrected," like in the rhythm of the song. And I was like, "Vampire Weekend fan?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> nice. There we go. Yeah. I, what what other identifiers? What other Jeep waves could you give to other members of the community mm. to try and test it out? You know what I mean? Yeah. The Jeep um, waves always fascinated me. By the way. Oh, it's just such a funny thing. My, it's my it's, friend. It's, uh, he he explained to me that he's gotten like five Jeep waves or something, and he said it's just uh. It's it's amazing when it happens. Jeep waves, yeah. It's just a, it's just a funny concept, um, and it's like so, such an easy thing to make fun of. But also, like, I kind of want to be on the in crowd. Oh, I'd love to be on the in crowd of that. But now, now I'm thinking, what would be the Jeep wave of the Vampire Weekend community? Um, there are a few. Um, having, I feel like having counterfeit gear. Is that the right word? Yeah, I, I think gear, I think, is obviously a big giveaway. I'm trying to think in the absence of gear, is there anything you could do or say that would be a tell? It's a good question. Like, the I stand corrected thing is actually pretty good. I never thought about that because that's a pretty <laughs> common phrase. Um, I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. Yeah, something like up. that would be would be kind of a gift. That's that's probably the most famous line within the Vampire Weekend community. I would, yeah, that's probably a good point. Yeah, I guess it would probably have to be a lyric that you drop that would also be a part of normal conversation, so you could play it off. Like I stand corrected, or I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. Um, there's also something there with a punk being the first song that comes up on any bluetooth yes totally um (laughs) just mention the stepbrother soundtrack and then see if that takes you anywhere (laughs) yeah um you're telling me well yeah i I don't know there's not too many no i but now i'm trying to think do other bands have this i guess but a lot of it's still merch based you know what i mean yeah it's more like a community thing like you gotta have a towel horchata that's horchata yeah drinking horchata that i've never heard forever it's that's actually a really good point if you had a horchata place or you like went to get horchata falafels yeah okay totally because i I, I tweeted the one thing from the account um at the uh Fur- I think it's like a furniture store called Jerusalem. Yeah. That was funny. So like that, w- <laughs> stuff like that, it happens. Yeah. The falafels. Um, <laughs> pancakes from the um, one. Uh, one music video. Why am I blinking? Harmony Hall oh. music video. Well, okay. There's a, there was an, it's, I mean, there's obviously all the, um, there's the one guy on Instagram. What's his name? Um, from the freezer who does all the sick mm. uh, merch and stuff. And I got the Heim t-shirt from there. Yeah. And they've just done a ton of stuff like 20 minute, 2021. Um, yeah. Eight minute Cape Cod is a big deal. Eight minute Cape Cod would be a towel. That would almost be a, that'd be more like a TC towel. I think at this point. True. 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 Yeah. I, I don't so got much. anything else. It's like, 
I think it would have to be merch based because like a lot of this stuff would be hard to like say. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> we, we, we can live with that. Um, yeah. So favorite lyric. Lord knows I haven't tried. I'll take my stand one last time. Okay. Uh, Forget the protocol. That's good. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. (laughs) There you go. That's all you need. (laughs) Top five. Let's go. This Life, Stranger. um, God, Cape Cod came on shelf the other day. I can't (laughs) say it yet. Um, (laughs) Like, I have an idea what my top five is going to be when we're all done, but like, there's probably, I think, at least two of the songs that are going to be on there that we haven't gotten to yet. Um, at least two. Yes, let's go This Life, Stranger, Unbelievers, Ladies of Cambridge. Um, let's bring back Harmony Hall this week. I'm going to go Spring Snow, um, Unbelievers, Harmony Hall sounds good. Um, Stranger and Campus. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I just realized we haven't done Sunflower because I really wanted to pick that. But so good. That one came on shelf for me oh, the other day. That's the one I should have. That's picked. absurd. Moon, oh well. What's that? Flower Moon is the one I should have picked, but oh well. Um. <laughs> okay. So. Next week we might wait, be wait, doing... wait, 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 we don't we don't have a hat. We didn't pick our hat yet. Uh, so our hat for the week is a Stanford hat because they're in the World Series currently. Haven't it's been true. following them. They might have already lost. I don't know. They I, I saw yesterday very much they were school get, pride, but they were getting shellacked by NC State yesterday when I was watching. Oh, you know. Doesn't Sorry. really matter to me. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, next week might be a live show. Um, yes and so <laughs> fitting for that is our meme song yes yes <laughs> just, just by chance i did not rig this yes! and <laughs> we're, we're this is the one that kevin has no idea um the song it is hold up by beyonce because ezra was a writer on it <laughs> yes <laughs> This is great. So and so we'll be slightly buzzed and recording. I was gonna say so. Live. We're doing. We're Nico and I are going live from San Francisco next week. I'm visiting him. Last time I saw Nico in person, I just I considered him to be an acquaintance at best. And now, I mean, co-host is blood, right? So <laughs> co-host is thicker than blood. This <laughs> is gonna be. This is gonna be great. There's this is gonna be high octane. Um, there's going to be like circus elephants. I mean, just we're pulling out all the stops for this one, folks. So yeah, so make sure to tune in next week for recording like no other, except for I mean, there there might be another live recording in the future, but who knows? First one, who knows? Take it so, easy, folks. Tune in.